From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Because of the pandemic, many people who can are doing their jobs from their homes. They may realize benefits and challenges to this arrangement. Here with advice for coping with telework is Dr. Koshal Manavati. He's the Assistant Dean of Wellness at Upstate and an Assistant Professor of Family Medicine and the Medical Director of Integrative Therapy. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Nanavati. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I'd like to start by focusing on work-life balance. Um, there's some potential positives working from home, right? What we found is that, you know, for many, many companies, uh, as a result of COVID and this pandemic, uh, they're having a lot more employees work from home. And for many people, it gives them a little more flexibility in uh, how they navigate and negotiate their day, which they might not have had otherwise when they had to punch in the clock and punch it out. Uh, so there's definitely some benefit that comes with this new approach. Uh, and I think we have to figure out how to optimize it. We do know that the data suggests people have been more productive uh, and people have actually had, early on especially, people were happier as well. And I think as this time has gone on, we started to see a little bit of a change in that. And and there's some drawbacks working at home as well, right? Even well, if your, your productivity absolutely. may go up, but because you're working all the time, right? And that's the thing is uh, when people uh, aren't sticking to routines, sometimes that happens. Uh, you know, I've talked to some of my patients who said, you know, I didn't even realize it was like 8 o'clock at night and I was just going, going, going. Whereas when you're at work, uh, you recognize that the place starts to empty out, you know, and it's time to get going or, you know, plan dinner, et cetera. Uh, and so there are definitely some tips, I think, that people can take away from this, uh, especially as many companies are either encouraging or accommodating work from home as a natural part of their process moving forward. Um, there are definitely going to be some rules of engagement, I think that will help people to be able to find that new balance, you know, in a way. Well, I like that phrase, rules of engagement. Let's talk about what some of those could be, things that are um, maybe boundaries to help keep our work and home worlds separate. All right, so I'll tell you a couple of, uh, and I'll say a couple of fun things, and then we'll talk about it, right? Stop binging on Netflix, okay? Uh, let me repeat that, stop binging on Netflix, right? The other thing is put your pants on, right? I joke about this, but, you know, a lot of people uh, think that working from home means, you know, they can have their pajamas on all day, et cetera. Or, you know, you just get up and roll onto your desk with your cup of tea or coffee or water or whatever you drink, hopefully not soda. Uh, that's just my little health plug. Uh, but uh, that being said, keeping rituals and routines is important. So, number one, think about sleep, right? Keeping a consistent sleep schedule uh, is important because we know our circadian rhythm, our hormone systems in the body, all of these require a consistency. Otherwise, we live in a higher stress state, right? So that's really important. Uh, then designating a workspace, right? So if you're just chilling on your couch, you know, with your pajamas on and you've got the TV in the background, you got your laptop on your lap uh, and you think you're going to be as productive and working, Unfortunately, that's not the healthiest for our physical health, uh, for back pain, things like that. 
Uh, and so it's really important to get a designated workspace uh, and the ergonomics. You know, at work, there are different ergonomics. And at home, people didn't have office spaces designed to work eight hours a day or longer. And so now you have to think about the chair you sit in, the desk, do we have adjustable heights? Is the screen on your computer, home, or laptop? Oftentimes, if it's a laptop, you're looking down, right? And so if you're looking down, that's going to affect your back, your shoulders, posture, uh, all of those things as well. So, uh, you know, that's really important. Some people think, well, I can sleep an extra half hour because I don't have to drive into work. But in fact, using that time, waking up at the same time, and then having a work, you know, commute uh, that's a time for reflection, sitting. Uh, some people like to meditate, listen to music, uh, looking out the window. Uh, you know, it still gives you that ritual time to shift your mindset from the arousal and waking up to getting to the working mindset, right? So that's really important as well. And that's just getting the day going. Then as the day goes on and you think about, you know, during the day when we're at work, we're often talking to people or getting up and, and going to get water, etc. We have to plan for breaks during the day also. Um, because if we don't do that, and we just stay stuck to the screen, that's not great for our eyes, it's not great for our posture, it's not great for our psyche. And so taking breaks, whether it be to stretch, right, or to do some yoga, or just going a little 15-minute walk. Uh, right now, the weather for much of the country uh, is actually not bad, where you can in the mid-morning and later in the afternoon, get outside for a little bit of a walk, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, can be very rejuvenating. Uh, and so that's important. And then people tend to munch, right? They tend to nosh, uh, you know, the little leftovers that were in the fridge, some of which might not be the healthiest, but they sure as heck were tasty. You know, suddenly they end up right next to you at your computer while you're working, and now you don't even pay attention to what you've been putting into your mouth. So taking the time, to actually plan a meal and to make the meal and taking a lunch break, right? Uh, away from the work desk or the work center. Uh, you know, these are important things. Uh, and exercise, we always say, regardless of whether you're working in the office or you're working from home, if it's not an appointment, it becomes an add-on. And when you have an add-on, the problem with that is, is then it gets forgotten or something else, you know, consumes your time. And so having a designated time that you set aside for exercise, physical activity daily is actually a good way to do it. You know, I talk, talk about uh, living by the rule of sevens, right, which is to get seven hours of sleep a night. The recommendation is seven to nine, so at least seven hours. And then we think about at least seven servings of vegetables a day. Uh, according to Harvard Healthy Eating Plate, they talk about approximately eight. So if we, you know, aim for seven to nine, uh, that's great. The Cardiology Association actually talks about five servings. So if you aim a little bit higher, uh, even if you don't quite hit the mark, you've still got a great opportunity to get vegetables in. And then seven hours of exercise a week, right? Which means if you plan for it, uh, it's achievable. But if you think that you're just going to see how it happens or what happens, uh, it's less likely to happen. Let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Koshal Nanavati. He's the Assistant Dean of Wellness at Upstate. So I'm talking with him about wellness advice for those who suddenly find themselves working from home. Now, one other challenge we haven't really talked about is the uh, lure of being distracted by 
your pets or your kids or other things about the house, the laundry that's piled up, the there's the temptation to, you know, do household stuff. Is there a is there a way to kind of avoid those distractions? Yeah, so you can in a sense I'll say avoid by embracing. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is the fact that, you know, your pets are your joy. And oftentimes they're very relaxing for many people, but you have things like taking them for walks, et cetera, which can be your planned times away, right? Uh, so that kind of gets two things done at once. You get the time away from the workspace, and at the same time, you spend time with your pet. Uh, with children, uh, you know, some of the challenges that people have found is if there were, you know, double, um, you know, income families where people were working outside of the home, the children are at school or daycare, et cetera. Now that's not as much of a possibility. So for people where there are two people working from home, it's very important to stagger the schedule so that we can support uh, our children as well while they're getting activities done. Uh, you know, and, and that way you can prioritize their time. Uh, some people have done things like at lunchtime, you know, they take an hour uh, and they can have a half hour to eat and then a half hour to either spend time reading or play, et cetera, so that they can figure that out and set the time schedule for their children for the afternoon. Uh, so that can be beneficial. Uh, for employers, one of the important things when employees are working from home is to actually think about connecting, right? So I don't like to play social distancing at all. I think it actually sends a wrong signal. Uh, I think about it as physical distancing but social engagement, right? Uh, we're social creatures, and actually we know one of the keys to sustained happiness is meaningful relationships. And so for meaningful relationships, we have to connect with people who bring meaning and value in our life. Uh, and those are things that can be scheduled. I think people who are bosses or managers or team leaders should actually create opportunities for engagement of groups. And in fact, if they do you know, WebEx or Zoom meetings, that's a great time to actually let your pet in uh, to the room, right? So that, you know, you can be playing with them a little bit or show them to your team. And that actually oftentimes brings relaxation to the team also because it kind of eases the tension, right, of just talking about work. Uh, it's sort of like when we bring pictures of our children if we have them, you know, if they've graduated or done something nice and show them to our coworkers. Oftentimes it allows for a greater bond uh, and it brings joy to the environment. Well, I was going to ask you about um, the person who's been able to set up a, a really nice workspace at home and they're not interrupted and they're able to get things done and everything seems to be going well. That person may struggle with professional isolation. I mean, what you described about having regular meetings that where people can see face to face over Zoom or something, that's one way to sort of combat that. Are, do you have any suggestions for the individual who is feeling isolated and out of the loop? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Connection is important, but oftentimes people still feel that sense of, you know what, I'm getting burned out of just sitting in front of this computer every day. And just, you know, and so what we often do and then corporations and companies have employee assistance programs uh, and other things that they can do as well. But this is where the thought of personal resilience, right? and self-responsibility comes in as well. And that's not a negative term, but it's about recognizing when you're starting to feel that way 
and utilizing tools such as free apps for mindfulness or meditation or yoga. In fact, signing up, right, for live online classes, uh, whether it be for workout or anything like that, because then what happens is suddenly, you know, the three of us on my screen right now, suddenly we're all doing jumping jacks, right? And one, it's going to make you laugh at me doing them, right? And two is that we're connected and we're engaged. I think that's one of the important things is people get so zoned in. Like, you know what? Now I've got all the time. I'm just going to get things done. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. But shut off time should also be respected. Otherwise, it ends up being midnight, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And now you've shifted your schedule so much that sleep gets affected. That affects your circadian rhythm, which has an impact on serotonin, cortisol, melatonin in the body, which affects your metabolism as well, your energy level the next day as well. And then that cycle feeds itself, which triggers things like anxiety as well. Do you think that some people are just programmed to work well independently and that there's some people that really thrive when they're around others? Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, we're finding that out more, right, during this time because some people are like, this is great. I've got my routine. I'm good to go, et cetera. And others are like, when do I get to come back? I can't do this. You know, I'm getting worn out. You know, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. Uh, the point is we don't have a clear timeline on this at this time. And so I think it's up to an individual to recognize that they're not liking the current setup and to reach out. But also I think it behooves organizations and managers to really reach out to their team members to say, hey, how you doing, right? And that's where those social engagements, even just casual social hours or connecting with groups that have like-minded interests, right? I actually saw a thing for virtual volunteering um, as an opportunity where, you know, if you're engaged in the service of others, generally you feel better about yourself as well. Uh, and so for people that are feeling stressed and distressed, isolated, sometimes there's the joy of giving comes back manifold. Uh, and that's a great way to think about it as well. Uh, are there warning signs that people need to be aware of if they're just, they're struggling to get through this and it's, it's rough on everyone, but are there warning signs that maybe it's, it's a serious thing you need to have help with? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the things we think about in terms of if sleep is getting affected or not, you're not able to sleep or your mind just constantly going, right? Or you're getting up in the middle of the night to get back to doing your work. Uh, so, you know, or you start losing interest in doing your work at all, right? Uh, if you feel like, you know, during the day, you feel like you got to take more naps, which you never did, uh, you know, those things are important. If you start to feel like you're getting more chippy or edgy, uh, you know, when you're communicating with people or talking to people, uh, you know, these are all important things to think about. We think about sleep, we think about interest in daily activities, uh, we think about even feelings of, you know, overwhelm or guilt or disengagement, right? So if somebody starts to feel like this is hopeless or they feel like I'm, I'm helpless in this, I can't take care of anything, or they're starting to feel like, you know what, I'm here all alone, I don't even know what my value or what my worth is. So those words that we associate with things like major depression, a feeling of helplessness, hopelessness, or worthlessness, uh, these are all things that if somebody starts to feel this, they should definitely reach out. And this is also why I think, you know, if organizations can cast a broader net to check in, 
uh, then we can catch some of these things before they become more serious or severe. And obviously, if somebody has any thoughts of doing harm to themselves uh, or feels like they're having more anxiety, then they should definitely be reaching out um, ASAP. They can reach out you know, to the Employee Assistance Program uh, and or to their county health department for resources. Right now, most counties around the United States on their websites have phone numbers and resources for people to access, uh, or somebody can always call 911 and be connected with them as well. Well, this has been very encouraging and very useful. Um, I want to thank Dr. Koshal Nanavati, the Assistant Dean of Wellness at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.